Welcome to the Make You Famous podcast, where host Jeffrey Goldsmith talks with guests about fame and how to achieve it. I'm your host, Jeffrey Goldsmith, and check out the book at makeyoufamous.co. Nicole Peretta has appeared on The Ellen Show and on Jay Leno because of her unique talent imitating bird calls realistically. She's now up to 165 calls. Nicole has written several books like How to Talk to Birds and performs at birding events and teaches classes about bird calling. She was a zookeeper at the San Diego Zoo for seven years. Welcome, Nicole. Hello. How are you? I'm good. So we've been uh, chit-chatting a little bit before starting to record. And um, this is going to be a really interesting call. So, you know, I, we met at, you know, I heard you perform at, uh, at, at a, a bird calling event or a birding event in uh, Anza Borrego. And, um, and you described, besides doing a lot of interesting bird calls, and I'd like to hear you do some of those during our call, but you described how you discovered this talent. I, you know, I'd like you to start there and, and, and tell folks, you know, how you discovered that you were you had a talent for this. Oh, sure. You bet. Um, yes. Yeah, so I was doing bird calls at the Anzo, Anzo Borrego um, Birding Festival. And um, so, yeah, um, let's see. I started when I was pretty young. Um, I can't remember, maybe six years old about. Um, and I was very fortunate to grow up in East County, San Diego. Um, and we used to own some property out there that was out in the wild. Um, and I had a lot of birds, you know, hawks and ravens and quail. And, um, I used to listen to them all the time. And, um, first of all, I think I have to say that, um, I grew up in a very open type family. Uh, my mom loves animals. And my mom is the, is the kind of person that if she sees a cat or a dog or a bird, she'll talk to it in its own language. So if she sees a cat, she'll, she'll see a cat walking down the street and she'll go, meow, <laughs> like that. And the funny thing is, is the cat will turn and run to my mother. Like she can call any cat and it'll come to her. So I grew up with, with watching my mom bring animals to her. So, um, I saw that and said, hey, maybe I can do the same thing. So um, I practiced and practiced, and it wasn't until I was in elementary school um, that I really started to get the hang of doing the bird calls. And uh, one time um, I was uh, walking home from school, and I saw a pair of ravens uh, sitting in a tree. And, um, you know, I I heard them calling, and I decided to call back. So I, I, and this is what the raven sounds like. Like that. So I did that. I went, and then the ravens answered me back. Like that. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. So I just stood there and and called at them for a while. But then, you know, like most kids, I had to get home by a certain time. So I said, okay, I better go. So I just kept on walking. And the ravens kept calling. So I'm, you know, walking home, and I'm a couple blocks away, and I'm going, and I can hear them far away, like that. So I keep, you know, walking and calling, and all of a sudden I hear, like, right above my head. And I look up, and the ravens are right in a tree right above me. They had basically followed me uh, on my trail home. 
Um, and so I kept uh, walking and basically got into my house and um, I had two ravens circling over my house. Uh, I just, I kept calling them from the window and then there's these two, two birds just circling and calling. So it was a wonderful introduction because as a child, I said, wow, I can get these birds to come to me. And um, that was it. That was the very beginning. That's that's amazing, Nicole. And so, you know, I, I it's probably very rare that people discover this kind of talent so young. And you know, what what happened then? I mean, you you, you know, I'm sure you you kept talking to different birds and having different experiences. Are there other interesting stories like that that you can relate along the way? Perhaps when you were a little older. Oh, definitely. Hawk had been circling up in the air, like way up high. And they're a very vocal yeah, um, um, um Nicole, that got cut off. I don't know why. Could you start again? Oh, okay. Yep. Um, well, yes. Um, when, uh, I, when I was in elementary school, again, um, I was playing in the playground, and I saw a red-shouldered hawk soaring in the air. And they are, they're very vocal birds, and they're often um, up there soaring, and then you can hear them going, So um, I decided to imitate that call because that's one that I've been practicing. And um, so I called back to them, and sure enough, this bird had been a speck in the sky and had dropped down just almost right above my head. I mean, maybe roof level. And it was circling around, calling and calling because they thought I was another bird. Um, So... It was pretty amazing uh, to to see that happening, um, and I just kept doing it. You know, I I, I started going bird watching, and part of bird watching um, is uh, you know walking around and looking at birds. And if I heard a bird I didn't under you know recognize, I would follow it until I found it. And sometimes I would imitate its call, and then it would answer back. Um, and I also learned a lot of bird calls from the television shows, um, all the different nature programs that they, you know, have available and they did then. And I would watch them. And so then I would learn birds from different parts of the world. I would just, you know, sit there <laughs> watching TV, imitating the calls that I heard on the on the uh, on the television. And then later on, um they also started to make uh, cassette tapes and, you know, CDs of different bird calls from around the world. So I would listen to those and learn those. Um, and then it also progressed to working at the San Diego Zoo, um, having the opportunity of working with uh, hundreds of species of exotic birds and developing relationships with them. And that, that's just a lot of fun um, to, you know, spend time with these birds every day um, and be able to communicate with them in a, in a sense. Um, I have situations where I was able to change the direction of the behavior by doing different bird calls. Um, that's, so with, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And so. And, and do, do, do you really feel like, do you really feel like they understand? I mean, this is like a classic from Dr. Doolittle, right? This idea of if we can only talk to the animals. I mean, do, do you think, do you understand them? Do they understand you? Or are you just imitating? It, it's just, I'm just curious. 
Well, I think it's, you know, the birds know what they're saying to one another. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course, I don't believe they necessarily talk like we do. Of course, they're always uh, doing studies about those sort of things. But Mm -hmm. most birds have basic calls. They have contact Mm -hmm. calls that basically significant, you know, or basically say that, hey, I'm over here. And the other bird will say, hey, well, I'm over here, too. And the other bird, you know, makes a call and says, well, don't go too far. I'm right here. Okay, I'm over here. You know, that's their basic call note. Um, Mm -hmm. And then they Mm -hmm. have food notes where, like, hey, I found some food. Come on over here. Oh, great. I'm coming. You know, that sort of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And then they have danger calls, like, oh, there's danger. Run or danger. Let's tell everyone in in the forest what the danger is. They have those sorts of things. And then they have, okay. you know, songs and mating songs. So it's more of the human, you know, observing and recognizing those and spending mm-hmm. enough okay. time with the birds to learn what those are and try okay. to imitate each one of those. And I see. So, so it's, more, it's more survival. Uh, it, it, yes. the, the communication modalities are much more basic. They're not talking about, you know, hey, did you see that thing on TV the other night? They're talking about there's food, there's danger, you know, do you want to Exactly. And the more intelligent species like the crow and the raven, they're still trying to figure out what all their call notes mean. They have so Mm -hmm. many different vocalizations that they basically can recognize many different things. So they have different call notes for different objects, which is ex- which is amazing. You know, we don't mm-hmm. know them. I mean, I'm sure there's someone out there who knows a lot. You know, but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but it's still always being discovered. But most birds aren't that complex. Most birds mm-hmm. just have a handful of calls that they will mm-hmm. do. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah. So it, you're right. It is survival for the most part. So it's actually very easy as an observer, to sit down and watch. You know, there's begging calls. You know, the young bird has a certain call they use when they're juveniles to beg for food. Um, and sometimes I can imitate that call, and, you know, the parent will come over and go, hey, are you one of my babies? <laughs> that sort of thing, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, I would do that at the zoo with, with some of our captive birds. Um, you know, and, and, you know, there's, there's annoyance calls, like if a bird's annoyed by another bird, they have another call that they can use, like, hey, just back off, sort of thing. So, you know, it's so, that's the beauty of, of course, working at the zoo, because, you know, in the, in, you know, unless you are an explorer and go out to these exotic places, you don't have an opportunity to sit and observe all of these, um, amazing, um, birds in the wild I and mean, obviously there are people who can do that but i know i can't so <laughs> it's nice to be able to be at one spot and and you know observe all these different species so i actually had an opportunity to uh, learn a lot different calls in that way and mm-hmm. uh, not only just one call but in some cases you know three or four from the same species so um but- that's interesting. Yeah. So yeah. let me ask you, you know, we, uh, you know, I noticed that, you know, that you were on Jay Leno and Ellen. How did those appearances happen? I mean, did it just come out of the blue? It's just, you know, did they find you? Did they attend an event? I'm sure people are interested in like, you know, everybody wants to get on TV. So you learn this talent and then how does it happen? Well, um, yeah, well, there's a, there is an interesting story to that. So I, um, uh, I guess about 
in 2000, maybe, I had mm-hmm. a friend of mine that had an amateur recording studio. And he approached me one day and said, hey, how many bird calls can you do? And I said, well, I don't know. Well, let's record them. And I said, okay. <laughs> he wanted to practice his recording and use some of his brand-new equipment. And, and I was a perfect candidate for it. So mm-hmm. um, I went through my field guides um, and wrote a list. I started with North American birds and then moved on to a, a checklist of birds of the world and just went down the list and go, oh, I can do that one. I can do that one. I can do that one. And I basically went through the whole list uh, of basically birds that I have known. And there's some birds that I didn't even bother looking at because I've never, you know, I've never been, you know, far offshore to see uh, albatross. But, you know, there were certain birds I knew, okay, I, I've seen these. So I went down. I did the checklist. So I had a list, and I believe at the time it was about 130 birds. You, you know, calls, let, let me I stop you for say. a second. There's an interesting yeah. um, lesson in that that I've learned, actually, in my own work, that sometimes when you make a list of what you know, you you realize, and tell me if this is true for you, you realize that you actually know more than you thought you did. I thought I only had like 50 calls to my repertoire. I really did. Right. Uh, when, right. when when uh, when my friend said, "How many do you do?" I go, "I don't know, 50." And all of a sudden, I have a list of 130. Right. Uh, right. You're right. And you're there's, so probably, right about there's, probably, there's probably people listening to this who think, "Oh, I can't do anything." Well, make a list of what you can yeah. do because there might oh, be yeah. things that people can do that they don't even think about really. I was really, really surprised by it. And so um, so we got together, and it took a few sessions, and we could record mm-hmm. it. And I, pro- I um, he produced a CD for me. And it's mm. basically me saying a bird, like, you know, warning dove, and then going, <laughs> so um, just down the list, 130 uh, birds, bird, bird calls. Yeah. And right. so, um, and so I... Um, I produced this little CD, and um, it was something yeah. that um, that um, that I actually would bring to some of the the birding festivals I did too, and I I would you know sell them you know fifteen bucks or something like that, mm-hmm. and then um, and then a friend of another friend of mine, all these friends you see it's good you got to listen to your friends okay if you have good ones anyway, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, have good, I have good friends and I had a friend of mine. That suggested, hey, why don't you go on the Jay Leno show? Ah, oh, they'll never have me on. Come on, come on. No, no, no. Really, send one of them CDs to Jay Leno. I'm like, okay. So I sent the CD to Jay Leno, and probably two weeks later, I got an email from uh, one of the producers who mm-hmm. basically said, hey, we've got. Your, this is a tonight show from Jay, Jay Leno. We got your CD. We're intrigued. Do you mind send, sending us a video of you doing the bird calls? Because I would imagine that, you know, li- they're listening to all this, and there's a thought in their mind, like, a person is not doing this. There's no way a person well, or, is doing or, this, right? Or, or, who, or who is this crazy person? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, exactly. Like, like, you know, they make exactly. like a complete lunatic, right? So... <laughs> So, uh, so I had again another friend of mine who was a 
who, who um, had a video camera and a tripod, and we uh, went just to a, a nice setting in, on his patio. And I dressed up a little bit and got some makeup on and sat down, poised myself, and then we I, I, I just did a demo. And, uh, and we, and then I sent that demo in. And probably a week later, they called me on the phone. And they said, yep. we would like to have you on. We're not sure when, but we'd like to have you on. I believe that was a Wednesday. A Wednesday that mm-hmm. they, oh no, no, it was a Monday. It was a Monday that they, they, they said, we don't know when we, what, but would you like to come on the show? I said, yes, I would love to come on the show. They called me on a Wednesday and said, can you come on the show Friday? It was all the same week. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so luckily, I, I was able to get to, uh, the day off of work because I believe I was working that day. And um, they said, we will send a limousine and you can bring up to six guests. And That's so. Incredible. They showed up with a limousine, and I brought my family with me, um, uh, my uh, husband, and um, I brought my dad and my stepmother and one of my stepsisters went with me. And they picked us up in San Diego and drove us all the way to Burbank, and we were treated very, very well. Um, we got I, I got my own dressing room. We got to eat lunch at the NBC studios. And uh, let me just tell you about this lunch. This lunch is not like your typical cafeteria food. They had a chef that was making pasta. Like you want some shrimp with your pasta? They had another guy making filet mignon. I kid you not. And this, in the salad bar, there's no iceberg lettuce there. (laughs) It was really good quality stuff. I, and they treated us to lunch. Jay Leno came in and sat down and talked with us. My dad's a car buff. They hit it off. Um, and um, it was just a wonderful experience. It was a lot yeah. of fun. A yeah. lot of fun. I'm sure, I'm sure Jay Leno is a very nice guy. He, so. he is. It was a lot of fun. And then so I went on that show, had a good time. And then because I had been on that show, the Ellen show called me. And I believe it, the Ellen show at the time had only been on a couple of seasons. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. they called me and um, very good treatment. Again, they flew me up the Ellen show. So basically mm-hmm. I flew from San Diego to Burbank on that one. It was um, on a 20 minute flight. <laughs> I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was really quick. And then, um, and then, uh, so, and then again, that was a, a you know, Ellen, of course, loves animals, so she was just right. thrilled to have me on. Um, I, I, you know, wanted, you know, how they have that commercial break, and then, you know, so, you know, the host leans over and talks to you. You know, one of the, she leaned over and, and said to me, she goes, you know, when I was, like, a little girl, I wanted to be a zookeeper, too. You know, so, and she goes, and I used to raise baby birds, you know, the, they would follow the nest and the, they would bring them to me and I'd raise baby birds. So she just loves animals. So it was, it was so much fun, uh, to, to, to be on that show. And I actually was on Jay Leno a second time several years later, um, out of the blue, they just called me up and asked if I can be on the show like the next day. And I was actually at a trade show. Um, yeah. <laughs> and 
I was in San Jose and they, they, um, they, uh, they got me on a plane from San Jose to Burbank so I could be on the show the next day and then sent me back to San Jose. Um, so, you know, what is it, you know, it's just fascinating. I mean, that, there's a, there's a truth in that too is that once you get a little bit of media, you can get more. Because then you yes. get on TV, and it's like you're, yes. you have the stamp of approval of, a, of being an expert. You do. And and I can yeah. say mm-hmm. the, the very first time I was on Jay Leno, every, the, the floodgates opened up. Um, right. I got invited all over the country for birding and nature festivals. I was billed. I was I was up there. I had big, bold letters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? Because, yeah. I, was, I mean, that's... Yes. That's one of the that's one of the truths of all of this is that by de- pursuing your talent, you can then get media exposure, which then in- increases the the velocity of your career. Right? So yes. Um, yeah, that's great. So let let you know. I, I don't want to take too much of your time. It's a super interesting story. But do you have you know we talked about this before, and I'm sure you've been thinking about it. Advice for young people starting out doing their thing. It doesn't, you know, whether it's glass blowing or it's um, hang gliding or it's whatever it is. Uh, do you invite or people who love animals, right? Like Ellen. Mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. what what should they be doing? Or what was your experience? What did you have to overcome to to get to where you are and to have this amazing experience of 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 being a a bird call imitator um, of repute. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, I'll yeah. tell you, it, it was not easy um, being a child and having this talent. You know, part, of course, of, of any type of talent is you have to practice. And, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, you have to practice when you hear the bird. And, you know, unfortunately, it could be when you're, you know, in the school playground or it could be when you're walking home from school. It can be in your neighborhood. And I was a lot by the children, mm-hmm. the other children. Mm-hmm. I, um, they called me bird brain and bird girl and all kinds of names. Um, they were mean. They were really mean to me. Um, but you that know sucks. what? I just, yeah, it is. It is. But you know what? I kept doing it. I did it anyway. I didn't even care. I just said, whatever. <laughs> I just right. Anyway. Right. I mean, I just already resolved myself to being different at that point. And just kept doing it. And, and I, you know what? I just, sometimes I have to sit back and say, you know, I'm sure some of the people that teased me watch those shows that I had been on, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, they probably were sitting back going, hey, I knew her when she was a kid. She used to do this yeah. all the time. And everything, yeah. I don't, you know, we forget things. And, Anytime I run into a former classmate or anyone I knew in my younger years, they always say that. Oh, yeah, you always used to do bird calls. You always used to practice bird calls. I just did it no matter what. And um, I didn't get any real encouragement from, I mean, it, believe me, it, you know, your parents don't say, you know, it's not like playing the violin or something where <laughs> your parents encourage you to practice, you know. Most of us like, ah, go outside and do that. You know, if you really have a passion and a love for something, you really just have to do it. You just have to yeah. do it, even if other people say 
that, you know, they give you negative responses to it. You still have to, you still do it anyway. You know, if it's something yeah. you love and you're good at it, just do it, you know, because yeah. it can take you far. You know, we're yeah. all special, yeah. right? I mean, we all have yeah. certain talents and only, you know, you know, in the reality, only each one of us, it's our own style. No one else can yeah. copy that style. So you have to yeah. just do it. Yeah, I like to think, I mean, there's 7.5 billion people on the planet. That's, you know, all unique talents that could do interesting things. They all have social media available to them, or at least billions of them do. Everybody can be doing something, you know, whatever they want, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. Well, I'll I'll let you, you know, is there any any final bird call you want to do, Nicole, or anything else you want to say before we uh, say goodbye to our listeners. Oh, sure. Yeah, I should do some bird calls. Um, let me see. Um, here is one of my favorites. It's called the acorn woodpecker. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you very much. And, um, why don't I end with a lady Argus pheasant, um, also okay. known as a great Argus pheasant. <laughs> and that's the Argus. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for listening and be sure to check out the book at makeyoufamous.co. 